Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G, with me for the first time in 2021. Yeah! Mr. Demarcus Heller D. What's going on? What is going on, Doc? Mm. How you been, man? Good, man. Good. How has your 2021 been so far? Hmm. 2021. It's been lovely so far. Yes. I can't complain. Yes. Yes. Mine. Lots of beautiful women. Oh, really? Money to be made. Wow. We're setting goals this year, Doc. Jeez. That is... Big time goals. You got me excited with those big time goals. Yes! That's nice. <laughs> That's nice. Easy. Huh? Dem- Demarcus, I've been able... I don't know about you, but I've, I've been able to cope with COVID living pretty well mm-hmm. so far, you know, during the pandemic. But I've realized there's one thing I I have been missing a pretty good amount of. Mm. And that, What's that that's getting my travel on, man. You know? Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, we've done some traveling together. Word. You know? We've run on the beaches of San Diego together yes! on a trip. We've done that, that. This is this is true. This is true. We've done some downtown Greenville hanging before in SC. We've done that. You know? It's always a good time when I'm out traveling with you, Doc. So true. Your shenanigans help. What? You have have trip shenanigans. That's a fact. Uh, And anybody out there listening, trust me, if you go out with DeMarcus and you're not not prepared for DeMarcus shenanigans, (laughs) you will be embarrassed, folks. You will be embarrassed. I will embarrass the... I will embarrass the yes. So yeah. Yes, it's, it's true. It's, he, he will do it. He's not lying. He will yeah. do it. Um, <laughs> I thought here and now, though, D, we would look at places to visit, according to our good friends at Travel and Leisure, mm. and we would decide the mm. best place for us to travel once this pandemic settles down. Word. You want to? Okay. Okay. Hey, most definitely. Okay. All right. Here, here we go. So we're going to, I'm going to give you the list. We're going to go through this list fast. We've got 10 places. These apparently to travel and leisure or leisure if you're a weirdo. That's a fact. Um, <laughs> these are the best places for 2021 is according to this Whoa. magazine. So here we go. Uh, number 10, Catskill Mountains. New York. Hmm. There you go. That's number ten. Interesting. Yeah, our man, okay. our man, the bones of J.R. Jones. Shout out to Bones of J.R. Jones, who was on this uh, show. Shout He's out. got a nice house up there in the Catskills. Now, nice. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any way he'd let us stay with him. But you know, nope. At least like we could like wave at him, or or just like hmm. tell people in town that we know him. Hey, we know that dude. So <laughs> you know, just saying. Right. And just. Just should you let us eat for free because of that? I'm just saying, maybe I don't know. <laughs> nope. Uh, that's number ten. Keep that in mind. That's a possibility. Okay. Catskill Mountains. Possibility. Of course, I will say that uh, just for me, it's a rule. We'd have to go there in the summer. There's no way we're doing that in the winter. That's not happening. Um, <laughs> so true. Number nine, Cape May, 
New Jersey. Hmm. Cape Jersey. Major. No offense to New Jersey, but I was sort of surprised to find a New Jersey location on the list. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure Cape May is lovely, but I was like, really? Really? New Jersey? You, you know, I don't think I've ever been to New Jersey, actually. No? So that's it. You've been, been, you, you yeah. been to New York? I've been to New York. I'm sure you passed to over to New Jersey at some point in time. That's a fact. There's some point in time that you're point. just like, hey, what happened? And you're like, oh, you're in New Jersey now. And you're like, oh, all right. And they, <laughs> Didn't even realize They it. intertwine. I'm sure you were there. But, I mean, a full trip to Cape May, now we're talking. So true. Now we apparently right, get right. to see real Jersey. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> Cape May. Okay, number eight, Burlington, Vermont. Hmm. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Up there with the burns, huh? Yeah, well, that's what I was about to say. It, I would very much want to go to Vermont if we could get Bernie Sanders to show us around. So true. If Bernie was our guide, <laughs> I would be very happy. And you, you saw yeah. all the memes with the mittens, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got to get a pair of mittens, you know. Yeah. Well, I want to say here and now that Bernie, in that moment was my spirit animal mm -hmm. for any wedding I have ever attended. So true. That is my spirit animal right there. <laughs> Bernie being like, what the is this? I am cold in my mittens, <laughs> and I do not want to be here. Nope. Let's get back to work, people. <laughs> Anyways, number seven, <laughs> Buffalo, New York. Hmm. Buffalo, Ooh, New York. That would be a nice one. Now, I mean, far be it from me, DeMarcus, to question the experts at travel and leisure but mm -hmm. I'm going to. Wait, what? Uh, this, just four locations within like five hours of each other. I mean, <laughs> right? they're all in the Northeast. Like, we've got a whole country here, travel and leisure. Let's choose some other places. Right. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway, number six, they got, they, got the, they got the hint from me. Number six, the mm. Black Hills of South Dakota. Hmm. South Dakota. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, yeah. yeah. I hear it's Are there any black people in South Dakota? <laughs> nope. <laughs> There's very few. I can tell you that much. <laughs> it's okay. It's definitely not at like a percentage. Just asking for a friend. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not the percentages you're used to in South Carolina. I can tell you that much. It's definitely a demographic uh, okay. shift for sure. I'm just saying, I never met a black person from South Carolina, so that would be pretty cool if I if I ever came across someone from there. So true. You know, and Mount Rushmore. Right, right. Mount Rushmore's there. So, anyways. Anyways. True. Um, number five. Okay. This is a bit of a head scratcher. <laughs> this one got me. Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> oh, really? What? <laughs> what? I wasn't expecting that one. How <laughs> many times have you ever heard somebody say, man... Wish I could just spend a weekend in Birmingham. Nope. What? Right. What? And in this description, they kept calling Birmingham Beeham. Hmm. Which Beeham. Let's be honest, that doesn't make it any cooler. That's not at all. No, no. And I do though, I have to say how I like in their description of Birmingham. Basically the only thing mm. they advertised for it was that it had a lot of food. Sweet. That was pretty much it. Mm. They were just like mention one restaurant after the other, and I was like, 
All right, well, I guess I could go there and get that. That sounds good. Yes! Let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's get in there. Um, number four, Big Mon Big Sky Montana. Hmm. Big Montana. Sky Montana. That would be dope. Yes. Now the fellas, the fellas in uh, Magic City Hippies, they recommended this one to me, and I've got to say, That's a fact. it did look pretty magical mm. in their pictures. It looked wild. Hmm. It looked wild. You remember Shannon B from USC? You remember that lady? You're, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. she's up in Montana. Word. She's oh, she's, okay. She's married now in Montana. They uh really? Yeah, they have a joint Instagram account, which I found a little odd. Wait, what? It's uh it's a, interesting. It's a couple. A couple Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I you know, but do whatever works for him. I don't know. Shout out right, to Shannon right. B. Shout out to Shannon B in Montana. Shout out Shannon. Um, <laughs> number three, the Berkshires. The Berkshires. Ooh. And they didn't even put a state. It's in Connecticut and West uh <laughs> West Massachusetts, but they just said Right. Berkshires. The Berkshires. And yeah. I was like, really? Sounds exclusive. Really? And I mean, <laughs> I hate to point this out again, Demarcus, but I could go mm -hmm. from spot ten to eight to three in like three and a half hours. That's a fact. Like right. come on, who made this list? <laughs> who made who what New Englander made this list? I'm just saying. It was an intern. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was an intern. Well, rookie. <laughs> That's a fact. Anyways, number two, Astoria, Oregon. Astoria, mm. Oregon. Now, this one I can get behind. It looks pretty wild. It's, uh, it's not okay. too far from Nash, uh, Olympia National Forest. It's on the coast of Oregon. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see the 80s right. movie, The Goonies? Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was filmed Dude, in Astoria. Or yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, there you Fun go. Fat. Yeah, number one. This one's very. This one was very broad. Number one, Alaska's coast. Hmm. What? <laughs> what? I actually got family in Alaska, so we, that would be pretty cool. But I mean, they're gonna have to be. They're gonna have to zero in. I mean, Alaska literally has six thousand <laughs> six hundred and forty miles of coastline. So like. Yeah, what part true. are you talking about? Second, <laughs> they got a picture of that one of a couple of bros going between two glaciers on paddle boards. Jeez. And I was like, <laughs> nice. I, I don't care what type of year it is. I'm not roaming around on a paddle board in Alaska. There's no way that water's <laughs> warm enough for me to be on a paddle board. Because if I fall right. and instantly get hypothermia, I'm not going to be happy. Not. Oh yeah. Not gonna be okay. So what is it? What is it, D? One through ten. What was the one that that got you most interested on that list? Where are we headed, dude? We're going to Oregon. Man. Yes. Yes. We're going to Oregon. You heard it, Astoria, Oregon. Get ready to be ran through by Demarcus and Doc G. We're right. coming to your town. It's gonna happen. The Goonies are on the way. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> are you ready to fire the show up? Dot, let's fire it up. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Woo! Demarcus, I'm super excited about the show. <laughs> We've got a fantastic guest. We've got the amazing musician Bones Owens. <laughs> He's coming out with his self-titled debut February 26th. This guy's done it all, man. He he's on a recording. Shout out. He's Shout on out. a recording with Ludacris and 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 nice. uh Carrie Underwood. 
You remember when those two? Oh, that's dope. When those two did a song for the Super Bowl called Champion? Champion? Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. He, 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 he was the person that played the guitar on that song. Sweet. Bones Owens. Really? Yeah. Yeah. This guy's been around, man. You know the uh, the rapper, Yellow Wolf? Hmm. Yeah, Yellow Wolf. This guy was the, the guitarist for Yellow Wolf for four years. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, Bones has been around. That's nice. Bones knows it, man. Bones knows. Uh, it's not as good as Bo knows, but, you know, Bones knows. Let's get it, man. <laughs> I'm excited. But first, hey. we need to start where we start. Birthday suit. Let's do it. Happy Okay, so uh, I'm not too uh, confident in this one. Um, <laughs> I eh, we'll see. Okay, I got 45 percent right. on you. Okay, 45 percent. 45. Well, I mean, you know, it's uh, just to give you a little teaser. This guy was born in 1756, so you know. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So our birthday suit wearer was born on January 27th, 19, or 1756, in Salzburg, what is today Austria. He was the youngest mm. of seven children. However, five of those children, five of the seven, died in infancy. Jeez. Our birthday suit wearer's father started teaching our birthday suit wearer how to play the clavier when he was four years old. Each piece he gave the boy, he could play flawlessly, keeping exact time. He started touring Europe and playing concerts, meeting all kinds of composers. He met, he met Johann Christian Bach, who uh, was a significant influence on the young boy. In 1781, he took a position in Vienna. He established himself as the finest pianist in Vienna. Joseph Hayden... Mm who was one of the most popular composers at the time, told our birthday suit wearer's father that our birthday suit wearer was the most talented and greatest composer ever. Wow. Some of his most famous works include Serenade Number no. 13 in G major. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, there it is. Get it, Demarcus. Doc, you gotta believe in me, man. I didn't know. You gotta believe in me, I, dude. I didn't know. I didn't know if you were a Mozart fan. I haven't heard you rock. I'm the not Mozart. a Mozart fan. I do. Li I do listen to a little bit of classical music during okay. like study sessions. And okay. Stuff, so all right. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I, 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 I mean that. You know, the the serenade number thirteen. That's pretty. That's pretty well known. Yeah. That that was. Yeah, that was a giveaway right there. Now, uh, although Ashley. I got to be honest, like I definitely know that tune, but when I'm cycling through, mm -hmm. if I were to say like, I mean, I'm can I I would say I'm very sort of illiterate when it comes to classic. So, like classical mm. music. So, I would be like, is that was right. that Bach? Was that Johann? Was that <laughs> Beethoven? I don't know. Nope. I don't know who that you was. You throw out all the big names. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but anyways, Mozart, uh, let's see. He would have been 264 today. 65. Wait, what? 265. Damn. Yeah. Sadly, he, he died in 1791 at the age of 35, so he didn't really make it that far. Um, very, <laughs> very young, actually, you know. But yeah. side note, this is wild. Uh, th there's a whole thing about this. You can look this up, listeners. Mozart mm -hmm. was totally into <laughs> jokes. Huh? 
He loved jokes, jokes about and dumps. That's what he was all about. Mm. He was all about. You should read some of the notes he sent his cousins, his wife, his mom, his friends. Jeez. He was making all kinds of jokes hmm. about dumps to all these people in letters. Just like, hey, here's a little, here's a little tidbit for you. Like, hmm. it's, it's wild. That's what, like, I don't know if you ever remembered this. I, I've heard this before, but some people say that uh, Wolf, uh, Mozart had uh, Tourette's. That's why they said mm. he had Tourette's. But, like, a whole bunch of psychologists were like, nah, it can't happen that way. Like, you're not going to have Tourette's, and the <laughs> tick is to, like, write down a whole bunch of stuff and then send it in the mail. Like, that's not going to happen, you know? So this right. dude just liked to make <laughs> jokes about <laughs> what he liked to do. He hmm. was an amazing, would... amazing musician and liked to make jokes. There you go. Right. Happy birthday, Mozart. There it is. Shout out to Mozart. Yeah. Out. All right. All right, Demarcus, we are going to head on. Are you ready to rip some headlines? Let's rip those headlines. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Okay, now, D, last week we had a story about a guy that stole a car, mm. and he realized when he stole the car that there was a kid in the back seat of the car. And he drove mm. back to the store where he stole the car and found mm -hmm. the woman who owned the car and lectured her about leaving her kid in the car and then still stole the car. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> sort, of, sort of mixed priorities, right? Being a good person. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, all right. So I've got, I got a feeling the folks in this next story... Um, might know that dude from last week's story. So true. They seem sort of connected right. here. So uh, this was in South Dakota. Um, I mm. think all the folks in this story were white. I'm not sure. I saw <laughs> I saw a mugshot of one of them. He was white. So I don't I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, three right. ladies were having car trouble and they needed help getting mm. it started. Mm. So one of the women called a friend for help. The friend showed up with two extra dudes. They took mm. the car. They pulled the car to an apartment complex. And then that's where one of the dudes pulled out a gun and stole a backpack from the woman and then hmm. tried to steal the car, but they couldn't get it to start. And... Huh? What? Yeah. Yeah. So then the cops apprehended two of the guys. One of the guys is still on the loose. They still haven't found one of the dudes. Um, wow. So I got to say, D, this story's what weird for a lot of reasons. Um, yeah. First, if you're the lady that called these dudes, you need to get some new friends. Like, if the best person you could <laughs> right. call to help fix a car pulled a gun on you and robs you, eh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe really your friend. Maybe find some new ones. Um, right. Second, whose dumb plan and the group was it to rob these ladies? <laughs> like, right. Th like, if I were one of the other guys, I, there's no way I'd go along with it. Nope. I mean, I you know, I'd be like, um, wouldn't it be better if we just robbed people we didn't know? So true. You know, on account of <laughs> right. not wanting to be a. D our friends and also on account of not wanting to get caught they're sort of two twofold no okay we're still gonna rob our friends all right let's let's get it like 
just weird. Just. I, so I'm, I'm just wondering, were they wearing masks? Mm. No, they don't. <laughs> that <laughs> would be pretty funny if they showed up. Uh, yeah, it's cold outside. We're wearing these masks because it's cold. It's the reason. Um, all right, Demarcus, are you ready for a pretty long and unnecessary article title? Hmm. All right, so that's very intriguing. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, okay. Now, th- keep, I'm ready. <laughs> this, keep in mind, this is a real title. This is the title from Daily Mail in the UK. This is the title. Quote, Drunk woman who started twerking and doing handstands on a McDonald's counter, then Ooh. grabbed a mop and locked herself in a toilet, later bragged about her insane antics online. Wait, what? That's the title. That is one title. <laughs> That's the title. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but they kind of wrote the whole article in the title. So true. You know? Right. Like, you pretty much got intern. everything. That had to have been an intern. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't need anything <laughs> else. I'm good to go on to the next right. story. Like, if I'm the editor, right. I'm going to take a stab at this title. Are you ready? Here's, here, here comes my title. Here it is. You ready? <laughs> Okay. What you Quote, got? dancing drunk moron did God knows what with a mop in a McDonald's bathroom. Ew. There we go. <laughs> how about th- how about that? Is that better? Is that I mean, are you interested in my title more than theirs? Yes. Can I get a shot at this? Let me, yeah, go for my it. My title doc mm-hmm. would be twerking lady mm-hmm. on McDonald's counter. Okay. You just leave it at that. Just let her leave uh, it at that. I want to know what this twerking lady did. I see it. I see it. Right. How about if you want to be? Gotta leave that curiosity. How about if you want to be cheeky with it? Do a little joke here. How about this one? What if? What if this (laughs) is the one? Uh, Quote: McDonald's customer says, "Can't mop till you get enough." How about that? Huh? Huh? Do a little Michael Jackson in there, but throw the mop in. I'm just. Just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, do better, Daily Mail. You can do better with right. your, your titles. Come on. Me and Demarcus are killing your intern yeah. at titles. Right. Anyways. Okay. Um, Demarcus, interesting statistic released on Twitter okay. this past week by the Jacksonville police. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. You, you ready for this one? Uh, what we got in Jacksonville? This is literally this is this is it. This is all they put on their black background and this text. In Jacksonville, you're more likely to die in a car crash than get murdered. Wait, what? Hmm. That was it. That was it. Interesting. Nothing else. That's a real That's tweet. It. That's really what they really? put. Now, um, <laughs> now, like I. Like if you put that on there, I would I would suggest maybe putting the statistics on there. Like so true. I'm right. gonna be honest. I'm gonna need a little bit more than that. I mean, neither of those things are good things. Nope. You're not like giving right. me a statistic <laughs> of something good and then something bad. I mean, essentially, like, what if I walked in your house and I was like, Hey D, I'm more likely to <laughs> carpet than rob you at gunpoint. You're going to be like, um, 
How about neither of those? Uh, right. And I'm hoping the likelihood of both of those scenarios pretty low. Like, lottery level low. Like, come on. I'm just saying, Sheriff's Department, g- give us a little statistic. Right. Know us. Let us know how <laughs> likely it is for either of those things to happen. Because, I mean, you know, if it's like a one in two chance that you're going to die in a car crash and like a one in three chance that you're going to get murdered, I might leave Jacksonville. That doesn't sound like so a true. very good city to live in. <laughs> Come on, guys. Right. Um, okay, DeMarcus, uh, this next story uh, talks a little bit about the uh, the troubles of, of living in the pandemic here, you know? It's been it's been tough on a little pe- uh, on some people, you know. That's a fact. Um, especially mm-hmm. economically, outside of the health issues, been a lot of economic problems. People have uh, right. had right. to take jobs. Maybe they didn't really they didn't really want to take, but they had to provide for their family. You know, um, mm. one of those folks would be Lana Wells. Lana Wells. Hmm. So uh, Lana lives in Arkansas, and uh, she needed a job, so she took a job at the local Taco Bell. Mm. Now, Mm. just a couple, she'd been working there like the whole pandemic, and just a couple Mm. weeks ago, Lana was fired from her job at Taco Bell. What? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. When her manager told her that she was fired, Lana asked why she was fired and the manager said that a customer had filed a formal complaint that there was a woman working the drive-through window that did internet porn and as a god-fearing christian they didn't feel comfortable giving the establishment their business now Mm. this is true demarcus lana wells has done internet pornography. That's a fact. But hmm. she'd actually told the manager at Taco Bell before starting work. She was like, hey, this is what I used to do. Is there a problem with that? And the manager said, nope. Hmm. And <laughs> they still fired her, though, for it. Now, uh, oh, wow. DeMarcus, there are so, so many things. So many things that ran through my mind about this story. Like, <laughs> I have so many comments. First of all, I don't know about you, but the Mm -hmm. only requirements I need out of my Taco Bell employees are clean hands Mm -hmm. and gloves and the knowledge of how to make a chalupa. That's pretty much it. Right, right. right. I don't care Mm -hmm. what you do in your spare time as long as I get my chalupa in the bag. It's cool. That's a fact. You do whatever (laughs) you want to do. Secondly, how did this God-fearing Christian know this lady was in porn? Mm. I mean... You know... (laughs) I, That's what went across my mind. Yeah, like I have a hard time recognizing one of my friends after they get a haircut, and this person is spotting <laughs> people from porns in the back of a Taco Bell. Yeah, that might be an indication right. you've watched your porn a couple thousand times too many. <laughs> like I'm just, that's, hmm, huh, hmm. Third, yeah, where's the passage in the Bible that says this is an issue? Like, hmm. thou shall not get subpar yet delicious Mexican food from a porn star. I don't know of that commandment. That's, that's not a commandment right. to me. I don't, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, even if you're God-fearing, you think God would be like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
You can't come into heaven. You got a taco from a porn star. Not letting you do that. <laughs> like, what? Come on. I mean, also, if they're God-fearing, wouldn't they be at Chick-fil-A? So true. Like, come on. They're the only ones that take Sundays right, off. Right. Go over there if you're God-fearing, all right? Exactly. This is Taco Bell. Exactly. Fourth. Right. Wouldn't this Taco Bell want to keep this lady that's doing porn as an employee? I mean, sure, you might lose some God-fearing taco crusaders, but... Think of all mm-hmm. the people you'd gain when you advertise getting a taco from porn star. Come on, the ads, the, the ads write themselves. Come on, the jokes right. that you can come up with that taco porn star. Think oh, about yeah. it, listeners. Jeez, it's just they can make a probably make a deal with Pornhub. Exactly, or it's just Playboy or whatever. Just my thoughts, yeah. D. I'm just saying, big big mistakes yeah. in that story. Yeah. There were so many things. So many things That's that stand loss. out. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. I uh, uh, got one more story before we go to break here. What do you want to hear about, DeMarcus? Do you want to hear about the Kroger's employee or uh, the dude in Alabama? Hmm. <laughs> Man, I, I feel like you can't go wrong with uh, Alabama. Okay. It's an interesting, it's a weird one. It's interesting. Um, You know something pretty terrifying for most people? I think this is what a lot of people uh, get uh, alarm systems for in their house would be uh, Mm -hmm. waking up to an intruder in your house, right? That's that's pretty frightening. Nobody wants that happening. Um, That Mm -hmm. happened to a dude in Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. Hmm. So a dude woke up Sunday this past Sunday morning and and noticed he woke up at 8 a.m. and noticed right. an unknown woman standing in his bedroom. Huh? Now Oh wow. Yeah, pretty creepy, right? And uh, no thank you. No thank yeah. you at all. Now, <laughs> an interesting addition though to the story was that the woman mm-hmm. was standing there eating pepperonis. And drinking a Coke from his fridge. Wait, what? So she oh. was just stand no. stand in the corner, just oh, oh, the audacity. Hey. <laughs> and then he asked her, like, "Hey, what are you doing in my house?" And she was like, "Oh, well, I'm cold and hungry." To which this dude was not a fan of, and he physically pushed her out of his house and then called the police, which. Hmm. I gotta say though, Demarcus, like, what a roller coaster of emotions you gotta have in that scenario, you know? Like, yeah. At first, you wake up and you're just like, ow, and you're freaked out. Like, is this the girl from the ring? Who is this in the corner of my room? (laughs) Right? And then you look, your terror turns into outrage when you're like, oh, what? What the? Are those my pepperonis? Those are my pepperonis. You get those out of your hand, like. Come on, like it's just so weird. Like then, what's yep. what's up with this lady? Like, why wouldn't you just stay in the other room? Like, why? Right. Why are you just gonna like use him as your TV you as you're eating it, eating as? <laughs> right. oh, hmm. oh, he turned over. Didn't see that one coming. That was a twist in the story. Yeah. That was crazy. Like he's got a TV <laughs> in the other room. I'm just saying. 
Anyways, she was arrested on second degree burglary. Uh, hopefully, hopefully she didn't eat all the pepperonis. I'm just saying. Hopefully, our our mobile man had some pepperonis left over. We are going to take a break. We are going to hear from Bones Owens right here on the Doc G Show. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got my black sunglasses. Knuckle stripping and gold. All my enemies are dropping. Like fly. Here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Yes! Just remember, guys, if you're wanting to get on the podcast, you go ahead and get yourself a podcast distribution platform app of some sort in whatever you use and download the Doc G podcast that's right now when you do that you're going to want to rate us and you're going to rate us a five stars out of five stars because let me tell you that's better than anything in my life when i see another one of those pop up i'm the happiest man in the world at that point so true that's right i live off of your satisfaction of this show so let us know when it goes down rate us five stars you subscribe to that app and you will be happy when you hear the doc g show am i right doc am i right demarcus hmm 
he is absolutely correct. You you gotta rate it five stars. Yes. Nothing less. Yes. Yes. Nothing less. I almost called you Doc G, and then I was like, wait, that's me. <laughs> I noticed that. I, that's I called that. <laughs> that's me. Whoops! I forgot. I forgot who's who here. Oh, geez. <laughs> Okay, uh, DeMarcus, we are going to do some international shout-outs. You know I love the international listeners. You know. Oh, yeah. Got to give them the shout-outs. Okay, so here we go. Now, this this week is in order of listens. So we're going from bottom to top, least listens to most listens. On the on the bottom spot, Ireland. Shout out to Ireland. Shout yes, out. they are Ireland. regular. What's though. up? You got to give it to them. They're regular. New Zealand. Shout out to New Zealand. Shout That's out. right. Shout land, out. land of Lord of the Rings. There. Shout out to Sweden. <laughs> Sweden. Shout, Shout out, out to Sweden. Out. Shout out to my man Marcus. My man Marcus is Swedish. There it is. Shout out to Marcus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Mexico. (laughs) Mexico. Mexico. That's right. Now, I haven't asked you formally, um, but Mm -hmm. uh, uh, our our other co-host, Dave, Dave's getting Mm -hmm. married in Cabo. Say what? Do you want to go to Cabo oh. with me to his to his wedding? You can yeah. you can be my plus one, man. We can cause shenanigans at Dave's wedding. Shenanigans Dude. at Dave's wedding. It'll be good. Let's It'll, do it. Yes. Yes. You heard it, listeners. <laughs> me and D, we're going to Cabo. Anyways, and Astoria. I don't know if it's going to be in the same trip, but we're going to both. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, where would I leave <laughs> off? Mexico. Next off on the list, South Africa. South Africa. Shout out. out. They got a busy flag. They got a lot of colors on that flag, you know? It's like they got like green and black and yellow, and then they got like blue running through it, and they got like the white. It's Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of things. A whole bunch of things. One of my my favorites on the list, they are regulars now, Vanuatu. Vanuatu. (laughs) Shout out in the middle of the Pacific. Yes. I was about yeah. to say, where is that place? I've it, never heard of it. Very small island chain in the... It's it's not really like in the middle of the Pacific. It's sort of northwest of uh, of Australia and uh, Southeast Asia. Sort of northwest mm. there. But it's... Uh, yeah, it it looks very beautiful, my friend. Very beautiful. <clears throat> and they are regular and listeners. we got listeners out yeah. here. Oh, they're regular listeners. Nice. Yeah, we give them shout-outs. Nice. Shout-outs. Big shout-out. Big props to Vanuatu. I actually looked up one of their islands, and I found an internet mm. cafe. And I was like, maybe that's where they're nice. listening. At the internet cafe. <laughs> you know? Who knows? But shout-out, Vanuatu. Right. We appreciate it. Um, Lebanon. Shout-out to Lebanon. Lebanon. Yeah. Yeah. Shout-out to our favorite. Our favorite, Demarcus, Italy. Italy. Shout out. Oh, yeah. Italy. Mm, can't wait. You know wait. what it is. We're, now, that one's not actually <laughs> scheduled, Italy, but me and Demarcus are coming. We're coming. We oh, haven't, yeah. haven't penciled it in, but we're going to come. Uh, Spain. <laughs> Espana. Yeah. Shout oh, yeah. Shout out to Russia. Spain. Russia. Shout out. Shout out, Russia. And then shout out to our northern neighbors, Canada. Shout out. Yes. Yes. Big shout out. I'm going to assume that all those listens came from Drake. So true. Drake was listening to us <laughs> a lot. Of course. Um, shout out to Germany. Shout out. Germany. There we go. Big shout out. Deutschland. And lastly, shout out to the UK, number one in international listens this week. What UK. Up, UK. 
There it is. All of those places. All those internationals. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. We definitely appreciate the love. Oh, yeah. Keep on listening. Especially you, Vanuatu. We will come and visit. I will be sort of frightened because, like I mentioned a long time ago, you guys got volcanoes. So true. You got, you got earthquakes. <laughs> it scares me a little bit out there, but looks very beautiful. <laughs> so I also want to Show us go. around your island. Exactly. I'm, com- I'm coming with you, Doc. Yes. And I want to I yes. see this island. Yes. Vanuatu, we're coming your way. That's after oh, yeah. Astoria. That's after Cabo. But we're coming. And I think it might be after right. Italy, too. But we're coming. It's coming. Okay. <laughs> All right. We've got one story. I got one story left over here. Uh, the Kroger story. So hmm. a week ago uh, at a Kroger's mm-hmm. in Gwinnett County, Gwinnett County, Georgia, there, um, mm. there was a 19-year-old who was arrested for stealing from Kroger's. He stole Mm. during a period of about two weeks. So he was stealing from Kroger's over this period of about two weeks. Now, DeMarcus, thinking Mm -hmm. this this is a 19-year-old kid in Georgia stealing from a grocery store for about two weeks, how much money do you Mm -hmm. think he took from this Kroger's? Hmm. Uh, 19-year-old, probably about two, three grand, maybe. Okay, okay. This kid ended up taking... $980,000 in a two-week period. Wait, what? Dude, get out of here. $980,000. Now, the the best part is how he stole the money, DeMarcus. So this guy found out that the employee tasked with flagging fraudulent transactions was on vacation for two weeks. Hmm. So, while this employee was on vacation, this dude returned fake items to Kroger stores for large sums of money. How large, do you ask? One of the returns was for an item that he listed at (laughs) $87,000. What? I mean, Dude, you're at a grocery store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I'm not trying to give tip out here to thieves, but don't you think you'd want to fly under the radar? Like, right. don't you think maybe you'd want to return the price of maybe the most expensive items in your store and just keep it at that? Right. But this guy went like with 80,000 bottle of wine or something. Yeah, this guy went with $87,000. Like I don't think there's an $87,000 box of raisin bran in this Kroger's. Like you're not <laughs> Oh, you know what? Oh, this was the right. it's got two scoops. So, obviously. Okay. <laughs> like come on. Like you know there was somebody up the old corporate ladder there at Kroger's that was like reviewing the list. It was like <laughs> Uh, when did we start selling Corvettes? Cause we got a <laughs> return for eighty-seven thousand dollars in Georgia. That doesn't seem right. I mean, must not have been su- the company's car. Not surprisingly, <laughs> D he, he got arrested. He's he's been arrested. Uh, so uh, yeah, that uh, go figure. <laughs> I mean, like I sort of like I sort of want to like follow up with this dude and just be like. Did like you just want to have fun for a couple of weeks? Cause you knew you had to be, you were gonna get caught, right? <laughs> right. Like 
There's no way you thought that would just slide under the rug at one Kroger's. They're like, hey, you know what? Our books are off by a million dollars. Anybody want to check in on that? Nah, I think we should be fine. Let's just keep on working, guys. Like, come on. Come on, bro. We got to see if we can get him on a dot G show for the interview. (laughs) Get get a call from prison. Hey, bro. How's it going? Sorry, we want to ask you a little bit more questions into the mindset that you had during this. Um, Anyways, okay. Uh, We're going to go on to the second birthday suit here, Demarcus. Um, All right. Now, which one? I've got one here that I'm going to give you 70% and one that's 50%. Which one do you want now? Hmm. Give me the 50%. Okay, we're going to go hard first. We're going to try to close with oh, yeah. the better one. Okay, I like it. Um, oh, yeah. Born on January 27th in 1832. I'm sorry. It's another... I'm sorry. It's, oh, wow. Yeah, the January 27th yeah. wasn't, a, wasn't a real famous new folks date. Um, anyways, he was born in Cheshire, <laughs> England. Our birthday suit wearer was born with the name Charles Dodson. Dodgson, but that's not the name he's remembered by. He was educated at home until 12. He then went to grammar school. In 1850, he went to the University of Oxford. He started writing a good amount in 1804, remaining at Oxford. His writing started appearing in national publications around this time. In 1856, he first used the pen name that everyone would come to know him by. He published a poem called Solitude. In 1856, a new dean at Oxford, Henry Liddell, arrived. Our birthday suit wearer became good friends with the dean's wife and their three children. Hmm. He liked writing stories about the children. It was rumored that he wrote his most famous story about their daughter, Alice. He wrote his most famous work in 1865 titled Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Hmm. In 1871, he published the sequel, Through the Looking Glass, and and, uh, along with his very popular fictional work, he also published many mathematical books. But his math... uh, Mathematical... Mathematic books. His mathematic books were under his real name. Hmm... Mm. Our birthday suit wearer died of the flu in 1898 at the age of 68. Name that birthday suit wearer. Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. Who wrote it? Who wrote it? Alice. Uh, That name is actually on the tip of my brain. Mm. Mm. Um. I'll give you, got you a hint. hint. I'll give you LC. LC are the initials. Hmm. Oh, uh, um, is it Louis? Uh, well, you got Louis. Close, close. Um, What's the formal name uh, of Louis? Lenny, Louis. Um, LC. Uh, I'll put you out of your misery. Lewis Carroll. Lewis Carroll. Oh, yeah. Lewis Carroll. There it is. There <laughs> it Carroll. is. 
You, I think if I would have pulled the teeth a little bit longer, you would have got it. We might have, we might have got it. Um, that was a good one. Lewis Carroll, man, uh, Alice in Wonderland. It's a, it's a trippy book. He put all kinds of things hmm. in there. He was a master of, of, uh, you know, uh, just double, double meanings and and hidden meanings and. Just putting all hmm. kinds of things into books that people didn't really know were there. And it's wild. He right. wrote, like, I mean, literally, like, math treaties and, like, math textbooks. He wrote 12 of them under his real name there, Charles Dodson. Jeez. Wild. Hmm. Yeah. But that is pretty dope. he also loved to write fiction, and he wrote a whole bunch of fiction. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy, man. And, of course, Alice in Wonderland... Uh, most famous for sure, for sure. Through the Looking oh, yeah. Glass, not not as popular the 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 sequel. Nope. But uh, you know, mm -hmm. people still follow up with it. Anyways, anyways, happy birthday, Lewis Carroll. Uh, on Shout his uh, let's see, what is that? A hundred and eighty ninth, hundred and eighty ninth birthday, right there for Lewis Carroll. Sweet. All right, we are going to take a break, Demarcus, but we will be right back. Real quick, Bones Owens, right here on the Doc G Show. Nice. The Doc G Show, because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today we have an outstanding musician promoting his new album titled Bones Owens, Mr. Caleb Bones Owens. Bones, how's it going? Hey, hey, uh, it's good, man. It's good. I, you know, I can't complain. Awesome. Well, during the pandemic, it seems... Like you've got a good amount of music uh, in during that time, a, a good amount of family time, and uh, and a little bit of uh, football. Hmm. Do I have it about right? Yeah, that sounds. Uh, you know, yeah. If you were going to condense the pandemic down for me, that would be uh, that would be uh, it. I think in a nutshell. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of football, I noticed I noticed you mentioned three teams hmm. a lot on your on your Instagram. You mentioned uh, the Chiefs and and the Cowboys yeah. and the Titans. Now, I I, right. I get I get the Titans and the Chiefs because you have sort of you know ties to those areas. How did how do the Cowboys work into that mix? Yeah, you know, I mean, look, I catch a lot of flack for this because, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> at, any, at any given time, you know, it's got a, one of my teams is playing and hopefully one of them is, like, winning, right? But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Cowboys, you know, um, I guess if I was really to trace it back, probably my uncle mm. was a big, uh, is, is a big Cowboys fan. and. Mm. Um, yeah, he was like that cool older uncle who had like a, you know, he was maybe only about, he's only maybe about 10 or 11 years older than me. Mm. And so when I was a kid, he was, he was like in high school and he was the cool uncle with like a, 
you know, this is the 90s or whatever, but uh, <laughs> 80s and 90s, but, uh, you know, like a IROC Z with a T-top. Ooh, and, uh, nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pain and Beastie Boys uh, bumping out of the Kenwood, you know. Oh, yeah. Know, and that was, so he was the cool uncle, and he was a big Cowboys fan. And, uh, you know, it didn't hurt that they had, you know, had a good team at that point in time as well. So, uh, yeah. So that's kind of since childhood, you know, I, I was, I, I just fell into that well, you, being a Cowboys fan. You know, it makes sense to me as, as far as like, it's like you said, you get, you get crap from your friends that are like diehards, but like, it's much better to have several teams because then like, then you can watch football, like you said, all the time. One of your teams is playing and it's, and they're going to, and they're going to be good. Like it's horrible when you've got one team and they're just bad because then you're just in misery for the whole year. And that's so true. On. It's basically like everybody right. that listens to this show from Jacksonville. They know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's been pretty horrible. Uh, you know. Oh man. Yeah. You know, I think it's, I think, I think it's, uh, I understand the like. Um, I understand the people, for instance, like someone who's like a diehard, lifelong like Chicago Bears fan, you know, yeah. something like that. Like, like I, I, I get it, uh, and I and I get the loyalty to just one team or something like that. But I don't know. I enjoy the sport of football, and you know, I, I mean, you're probably not going to see me pulling like a Rob Lowe and wearing like an NFL um, <laughs> hat, you know. Um, <laughs> Or whatever that was that he cut class for yeah. um, last year, you know. Um, I'd rather support, you know, one team than maybe all of them. But but yeah, it's yeah. I, 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 my allegiances are sort of spread out. Spread it a little bit. Well, I mean, yeah. it's it's understandable that you you're uh, a fan of football. Uh, they've been they've been using Fox Sports has been using your songs for. Uh, segments for for multiple seasons they used uh tell me and and keep it close and white lines and long long time uh how long have they been using your songs and uh before they came to you to ask you if they could use the songs did you did you envision your songs being like you know football amp up songs did you see that yeah um no i didn't really you know um and I think it's been about two years mm-hmm. now that they've been using stuff. They they also use um, quite a bit of my music for um, NASCAR stuff as well. So NASCAR and, and NFL too. But um, no, you know, I certainly didn't write. Uh, yeah, I think there's groups out there that that kind of have that. I don't know. Maybe they just have that sound locked in. That seems like it seems like that sound. You know, yeah. or like a. Pump, pump up mm-hmm. jam or whatever mm-hmm. you know jock jam yeah um but uh yeah i certainly never as i was writing and recording this music never thought that it would it would see as much uh airtime or any necessarily you know with sporting yeah events. they they so see, it's, it's they, been cool they seem uh they seem locked in on a man they they and it, you know it works when you see those clips uh, yeah who whoever's Whoever's lining it up with the actual sports clips, they do a pretty great job. Yes! They're hitting the crescendos. Yeah. They're hitting the dynamics. It's it's solid. Um, well, there's a yeah, there's there's a great dude named Ryan um, Hamilton who's a producer of Fox Sports. He's he's become a friend of mine at this point. But yeah, he he sets all that stuff up and, and has a great team of 
you know, video and audio team that, yeah. that mixes it all. And uh, yeah, they've, they've put together some really cool pieces. I think they've probably done for sure. a dozen or so, you know. For sure, for sure. Well, uh, before we get to the the new album, I want to take the the listeners back a little bit. Like you said, you grew up in you grew up in Missouri, and I saw you mention in in, in a uh, in an interview the first song you remember jamming out to was Mel McDaniel. Baby's got her blue jeans on. Now, oh yeah. How how long did it take you uh, before you started sort of diversing your uh, catalog outside of? Uh, Solid gold country hits. Hmm. <laughs> um, I like that term too, solid gold country hits. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm from a super rural um, part of Missouri, you know, kind of smack dab in the middle of, you know, kind of between St. Louis and Kansas City, just really in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, it's country music, you know, that, mm-hmm. I, that I initially grew up on. But uh, so, you know, cert- like I remember, let's see, I was I was born in '83, mm-hmm. so you know, we're talking uh, kind of early grade school years for me is when you know you had your like MC Hammer and and Vanilla Ice and things like that start coming out. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and so and so I, you know, I found myself really really confused and really torn <laughs> between, um, um, you know, this popularized, uh, you know, hip hop, you know, uh, music and, uh, I don't, and, and the solid gold country hits, you well, know, and so, uh, you know, one day, I, one day to school, I was maybe wearing my cowboy boots and the next day I was, uh, you know, wearing some like parachute pants that my mom <laughs> sewed up for me. So, you know, it's pretty, pretty confusing, but, I think that a big turn happened for me probably around the time I was, and that was just a phase, you know, a little kid, but I think around the time I was like 10 or 11 years old, um, I, uh, my dad, um, I, I, I was listening to some of his records mm-hmm. and that was probably around the time I started listening to more like classic, you know, classic rock yeah, I specifically remember some records in his collection, like um, you know Steely Dan, Pretzel Logic. I remember nice. that vinyl being in his in his Ricky. Collection. Don't and lose that number. Yeah, man. I mean, that was a, this is a solid album, but um, um, Creedence Clearwater Revival is kind of the thing that I keep going back to, and I give uh, you know a sort of cite as the first classic rock. You know, group or sound or whatever that I really related to, and really kind of, I, I took that record from my dad and uh, and wore it out, and uh, you know, yeah, it was kind of all over from there as far as you know the direction that I felt like I was headed in. Nice, nice. Now, yeah. now you you started you started playing on the piano, you, and you switched over to the guitar. Uh, the the lady that was teaching you uh, did both. Um, but do you remember the first song like that you, was it a CCR song that you first learned, like that you learned on your own? Hmm. I, you know, I, I don't know what the first song was that I learned on my own, but I could tell you like, um, it's funny talking about this because my, my parents, uh, recently moved from the house that 
that we lived in for a long time and, and mm-hmm. back because they lived in for a long time back in Missouri and they came down to Nashville several months ago and they dropped off a ton of boxes of my stuff <laughs> and uh, I was going through it even just last night because I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to, I'm trying to move my studio basically into my basement so oh, um, you got regulated um, to the basement myself, yeah 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 so um, <laughs> all my you know, I've got a, a wife and a three-year-old son, and uh, I think they they don't appreciate the <laughs> loud <laughs> quite as much as I as I do. So, yeah. But any, anyway, all that to say, I um, I found myself um, digging through a bunch of old stuff, even just last night. Some like early guitar magazines and stuff that I that I had when I was just starting to play guitar. And yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of it was. I just wanted to learn how to play like, you know, Jimi Hendrix and Jimmy Page and mm. uh and those those guys were my those guys were my main influences and at that time and um and there wasn't really anybody that played guitar like that around my area or that taught. So I just started trying to teach myself and so yeah, there's to this day the versions that I that I've learned of, you know, Jimi Hendrix or Zeppelin song are just completely wrong. You know, I still kind of play them, play them the way that I that I learned whenever I was super young. But uh, yeah, it, I, I tried to learn stuff like that. I guess there was some, you know, grunge music was huge at the time, and I think that some of that was some of the, you know, considerably more simplified. Yeah, you know, things that I could kind of wrap my head around. So you know, Nirvana, and uh, you know, I do that. I remember the sure. I remember the tabs at that time. Yeah, most of them were wrong if you could get your hands on some tabs at that time. It was <laughs> you know, completely and yeah. you're like, it sounds sort of like it. I think that may be it, maybe. I don't know. Let's give it a shot. That- yeah. It's funny you say that because I, I found myself uh going through these boxes last night and I found, you know, a couple guitar Guitar World magazines or Guitar One or things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now there was one, one in particular with with Dimebag Daryl on the front that mm. I specifically remember. Uh, I mean, it, it, that the the cover and every part of that thing was like worn out. I just flipped through it so many times, but um, but I also found you know a bunch of printed out tabs mm-hmm. um, for anybody that's listening that doesn't know about. You know, tablature, it's just kind of a sort of, you know... Easier way, yeah, to read music. Yeah, it's just just numbers and kind of uh, sort of put together how to play something at least halfway um, on guitar. And so I I saw some of these songs that I printed out, and it was like reminding me of being out in my dad's... My dad had an office that was separated from our house, and it reminded me of, like, the dial-up internet connection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. in those days and especially out in rural Missouri, you know, at AOL. The sound of that. <laughs> sound of that. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I'm looking at these tabs last night, like, wow, like, how could I even make any sense of this? And, you know, <laughs> but I feel like there's a lot more readily available resources for kids that are learning guitar, or you could just, you know, instantane- instantaneously type in a song and, and watch a video of someone playing it properly, you know, yeah. back then it was like, I, you know, just me hunched over my guitar for hours, like, 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. I've I've had this conversation before, but like I mean, to to look and you know I've I've uh, I don't know if you have ever seen the documentary. Uh, it might get loud with uh, Jimmy Page and and Jack White and uh, the Edge from U two, but Jimmy yeah. pa- he talks he talks you know about him learning the music, learning these songs, and he just talks about playing the record over and over again and learning how to play it. And I'm just like, what? How did you do that? Like, because like the tab is hard enough, but then just sitting there with the the record and being like, yeah, I think I got this. Let me just okay pick this out. Like, I'm just like, man. And now, like you said, you can go on YouTube and just be like uh, fingering position for this, and it'll have a close up of the 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 fret hand and a close up of the the playing hand. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, I got it. Like, so so much easier. Yeah. You know, it's it's completely different. It is, you know. But I tell people, you know, I, I said this before, I think, but I think um, I actually you learn you learn things through the, yeah. through the trial and error. You know yeah. what I mean? And and I feel like that this is going to be kind of sound like an old man sort of, <laughs> <laughs> you know, pontificating to the children out there, and probably no children listening to this show. <laughs> you know, nope. it, my my you know my my. Uh, my thought is like the lessons that I might have learned about doing things the wrong way. I, I might have actually found some some types of ways of doing things, you know, myself. I actually had this conversation recently with uh, with Bob Bob Rock, the yeah. you know the record producer, yeah. and, and we were talking on the phone a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about kind of how we learned how to play songs, and we actually were talking about this exact thing and yeah. about just how like. You know, we both still play. <laughs> we both still play all the Zeppelin songs the wrong way, but <laughs> we play them our own way. And then trying to figure out how to do that just by listening to the record, you kind of maybe you figure out a little bit of what becomes or could be considered kind of your own style. You know, yeah, you know what I mean. Or oh yeah, your own way of doing things. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you, it's 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 somewhat like evolution in in the wild. I mean, you you try to repeat it. There are errors in the DNA. There are errors in your playing, and those errors become new things that you start going. Oh, that works. I could do that, and then you start adding it to other stuff. So, yeah, uh, you know, when when you just repeat exactly what you see, not not always the best thing. You don't get the most learning uh, out of that out of that situation. So. You know, but uh, after after you started learning the guitar, uh, you, you you had several bands. You had a couple bands in high school, and then you got your first real tour sort of with Arlington. And then uh, you the first band that was signed and whatnot was The Becoming, uh, which was like a, a rock band, very moody, mm. very early 2000s, very uh, Hot Topic style rock. Um, yeah. Is it is it just me, or are you like a foot taller than everybody in that band? What is that? Just like the angles <laughs> of the videos I was watching, or are you <laughs> that much taller than everybody? This is funny, man. Yeah, you you uh, you're correct about that. Bringing <laughs> up a uh, band like Arlington from uh, my college years is really hilarious. I don't even. I know the I know the internet is like a vast place, but it still surprises me when people bring up 
things that I feel like just nobody knows the, about. Yes, um, in the in the nether regions. Yes, you got to do a little yeah. digging. Yeah. Yeah, some of those things I might have even intentionally tried to bury a little bit, you know, <laughs> but um <laughs> but the internet wins once again, you know. But uh yeah, yeah, I was I was definitely, you know, uh Dustin, the guy who I started that band with and mm-hmm. wrote all of the the, the becoming um songs with. Mm-hmm. He's uh you know, yeah, he's he's quite literally almost a foot shorter than Okay, me, so. okay. Uh, well, you're, not, you're not wrong, yeah. Just not camera <laughs> angles, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you were, so you were the lead singer of Becoming. Uh, were you fine with, like, being full-time front man? And, and, or were you like, man, I, I want to play some more guitar. I want to be more on guitar. Um, you know, it kind of happened by accident, and, and it just kind of happened quickly. Like, like he and I both played guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, he joined the other band you mentioned, Arlington, mm-hmm. whenever I was still in college, mm-hmm. um, back in Can- you know the Kansas City area. And mm-hmm. um, before we ever played a show at the Becoming, we had gotten like a publishing deal, like mm-hmm. a development deal, yeah, with uh, with EMI down in here in Nashville, and that was. You know, as we're writing these songs, and kind of, I think it was kind of based on a lot of the bands that we were influenced by. Mm-hmm. Um, with that group, it was kind of like, man, we need to, they need to be like a front man, mm-hmm. you know, or what, or whatever. You know, we're young, and maybe someone even told us that. I can't remember if it was really our idea or if it was like presented to us, but we were kind of in development at the time anyway. And so, you're young, and you just moved to a new city, and you, you know, you're kind of. You know, maybe it's less jaded and stubborn and whatever than I am now. So, I, you know, I think I was I was open to suggestions much more so. It's kind of funny to think of myself without a guitar because really now I can't imagine you know, doing a show without having a guitar to hide behind and play. Yeah. For sure. What? Uh, after the Becoming, uh, you, you did some work with Billy Falcon. And Billy's he's released a bunch of albums on his own and, and he's he's written with a whole bunch of big names, Stevie Nicks and Meatloaf and Bon Jovi. How how did you start working with, with Billy? Um, you know, these things can be so random, but um basically there's a uh, a bar that I frequented back and it's no longer around. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I frequented a place called Blue Bar where mm-hmm. I used to go throw darts and shoot pool with my with my friends when I moved to town. Mm-hmm. And uh, any time that we were back home from the road or whatever, I was uh, I was probably there five nights a week. So <laughs> Billy did a residency. Um, the the bar was kind of set up like a like a shotgun style, and so on one end of the one end is all the cool tables and stuff, and there's like a long hallway, yeah, and like the bathrooms, and then like on the complete opposite end of the building, there's a little stage and a little another bar, and mm-hmm. so yeah, weekly he was there with a group of other songwriters and musicians doing this, you know, residency thing that they kind of a jam, really this thing called the Sewing Circle that they did. So you know, if I was in town, I was I was at that bar probably whenever he was doing their shows weekly and i would you know wander down and catch it and it was cool you know and i met him like that and mm-hmm. then you know as that band was kind of ending or whatever mm-hmm. my band was kind of ending um you know billy sort of i don't know i just remember him inviting me out to his house to write a song and um 
and we did and, and we finished the song that day and it went you know it was a cool song and we were like you know we should do this more yeah and you know next thing you know we were you know we were doing probably you know either writing a song or golfing with him five or six days a week and um participating in the residency and eventually you know we were opening some songs or opening some shows you know for bon jovi and um you know who he's i think that's you know his main collaboration is with yeah is with john you know he's probably written i i don't even know you know i bet he's written a bunch you know, yeah 30 something five, like that five thousand bon jovi songs yeah, <laughs> at this point so yeah but 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 that was kind of how that came to be, anyway. Nice. Well, now I heard I heard you tell someone how you got the nickname Bones, and it was through somebody with a thick New York accent said Caleb Owens. Was that was yeah. that uh, Billy that said your name that way? Yeah, yeah. It was it was basically Billy introducing me from from stage and did um, confusing how he was saying my name and uh, <laughs> and so. So then Vid started calling me Bones, and then everyone in this sort of tight-knit little circle kind of started calling me that. But, I mean, yeah, interestingly enough, my, you know, when I was a little wiry kid running around, you know, my grandpa used to call me Bones also. So it was kind of like a... It fit. You know, it's the nickname that came back around. Yeah. You know? Full circle. Full circle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. But now uh, later on, you you started uh, touring with Yellow Wolf, and you met him at a, a Bam Margera thing that he was doing in Nashville. And when when I heard that, it's it's just wild when you look at your career because you've got the becoming, you've got Billy Falcon, you've got Yellow Wolf, all of these like completely different genres, and. Is that a testament to your your love of sort of all types of rock and, and music, or is it a testament more of like the hustle, do do whatever gets you work? Um, well, it, I think it could be. You know, I don't think those two are necessarily, you know, mutually exclusive. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think it could be both of those things. Mm -hmm. But um, and and even prior between the Billy Falcon and. Yellow Wolf. I was, you know, there was about a year there where I was, I was also playing guitar for uh, another buddy of mine, a guy named uh, Mickey Echo. Yeah, you know, and he's more, of, he's kind of more of a pop thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I've worn several hats during my my time here, and like you said, maybe part of it is the hustle. It's part of it is just that, you know, I think part of the explanation for that is just that I that I came here to do music and, and a lot of people have come here to do music and, you know, it's easy to get sort of knocked down or whatever by the, by the, you know, it's not the easiest sort of career path. Um, yeah. You know, and some of my friends that moved here probably around the same time as me are still doing it and some, some are not, you know, but I, I found that looking at the ones that are still doing it, very few are actually still doing the exact same thing that they did when they came here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of, uh, either you kind of hang it up and at some point and say, well, I think that maybe I should just sell houses now or whatever. <laughs> um, or, you know, you, you kind of do, I guess what I've done maybe, which is like, I just kind of said yes to some different things that were maybe not, you know, the Yellow Wolf thing, for instance, you know, it was not, 
you know, playing that style of music was wouldn't have been like something that I ever really saw myself doing. Yeah. But once I found myself in it, I uh, you know just figured out a way to kind of put my own flavor in there a little bit and make it make it something that you know I felt like I was I wasn't just you know sort of pantomiming something else. I was just kind of getting to still do. Yeah. Like I said, insert myself in it somewhat. You know. Well, I've, I've got to, I've got to say your 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 work your contribution on Trial by Fire uh, makes that my favorite album of Yellow Yellow Wolf's the lap steel the dobro the guitar that makes that album to me that is what that album is unique for so you definitely you definitely carved it out on that uh, album for sure um, okay. yeah uh, well at that same time though you know and during that time you you were working on your own stuff your your solo career you you released hurt no uh hurt no one back in 2014 was that was that always in the back of your mind regardless of you know what thing you were doing at that time as i've got to get my my own material my own music out there um yeah yeah for sure and you know i actually I had actually made that record before I had started playing with, with Wolf. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually remember playing it for him. He had asked me to start playing, playing with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember one night, kind of a late night, we had gotten back to his place or something. And uh, I was like, no, nah, I just got the mixes back from this EP that I made recently. Mm-hmm. And we haven't played any shows or anything together yet. And I played him that. And uh, but in, anyway, without going all into that story too long, um, I um, yeah, I remember the timing of it all was kind of a little bit interesting, you know, because I was excited to get my own stuff out, but at the same time, the prospect of collaborating with him and you know touring heavily and and kind of jumping right into playing some bigger shows and festivals and seeing the world, you know, that was certainly appealing as well. So, yeah. You know, it worked. It worked out fine. Like I just, you know, I I sort of silently put that record out mm-hmm. once I realized that we were going to be, we were we had hit the road and we were probably going to be on the road for a long time. I I said, you know, I'll just put this thing out there, and you know, people who who want to find their way to it can. But obviously, at that time, I didn't have I didn't have an opportunity to go tour, playing my own music or whatever. And, yeah. Uh, supporting it so i just kind of trickled it out there and you know i honestly did that with with my first couple eps you know they were self-funded and i just there wasn't any push behind them i just kind of put it put it out there because i wanted to start laying the groundwork of of my own thing and um you know and i was just these were songs that i was writing at the time that you know i knew if i sat on them for too long you know maybe they would be replaced by other newer songs and so, uh, yeah, I just kind of felt compelled to put those first couple EPs out there sort of quietly like that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I heard you, you d- d- talking about Make Me No King as far as you trying to to balance that with the touring that you were doing at the time as far as getting right back from tour and going right into the studio and recording them right over again and just sort of having, you know... A, a, a real time crunch to try to, to get them out. Um, I'm, I'm guessing you didn't have that nearly as as bad 
on on this new album as far as that that time issue like that yeah i certainly had more time to make the to make the record i, I don't like to spend too much time making it you know uh, mm-hmm. regardless of if i have a lot of time or if i don't but um don't want to overthink yeah, I mean, it yeah yeah you don't want to you don't want to overcook the the thing so you know i just um yeah i mean yeah um make me no king is a good example because i uh i started recording that ep literally um the day after we had gotten back from a flight from south africa and i was just wiped out but i that was my frame of time to start making that record and you know recorded for two days and then i think we had to fly to sturgis and play sturgis and then i flew back and started since <laughs> started finishing the record for a couple days after that and you know that was kind of that record was created in the midst of some chaos you know but, yeah uh, but, it, but it, it turned out i think and um this new record certainly more time and more resources you know i, I partnered with with uh 30 tigers you know yeah. on this release and so you know it, it's cool to finally do a, a, a full-length album and to have the the resources and to have the distribution and marketing and and budget you know even to bring in mixing and mastering people that i didn't have the the funds to you know pay for myself and to press yeah press the record the vinyl and just all these all these things it's, it's been cool to do that for the first time on my own stuff for sure well you know you you mentioned it a little bit there but you you seem like a you seem like an album guy i mean you know as far as you growing up and and what you listen to and i've heard you talk about album artwork before and you know having a a hard copy of the album what's it mean to you to finally have a full-length album of yours that's coming out on vinyl and on cd um i mean you know it's huge it's uh i uh but kind of like you said i i i love I love records. I, I collect records and, and mm-hmm. vinyl and stuff like that and, and have for quite some time. And so, you know, to, to hold a record that's, you know, my own, um, it's cool. Yeah. And I, I, I appreciate it. And it's, it's a little bit surreal, to be honest. I guess that's why I'm having a hard time articulating it, but it's, um, still hasn't fully maybe sunken in, you know, but yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool feeling. Definitely. De- well, when you look at the numbers on this new album uh, on Spotify, I mean, I know uh, you uh, s- several of the songs you've released as singles and, and EP. Uh, Keep it close is it's it's the most popular song on on Spotify at least uh, by by a good amount there. Uh, wh- what do you think's made that song so popular? What do you think is connected with people on that song? Well, um, uh, there's something in, you know, kind of immediate about that song and mm-hmm. the way that it comes in. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard several people reference to me some kind of like oasis type of reference that they hear in that in that song, that like Manchester nice. yeah. sound. That wasn't that wasn't intentional, but a lot of people ever since that song came out have have mentioned that to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I you know I don't know if there's something in it that just resonates with people and maybe they don't even know why. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, but I, I guess uh, you know it, it certainly helps that 
you know, that song was given a lot of love from um, from the playlisting folks, mm-hmm. you know, Allison Hagendorf and some of the other folks over at Spotify. And it's, it, it, I rolled that song out as a single. It's been a few, it, that song's been out for a few years. Yeah. So that's been the help as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things when you're so close to it, it's hard it's hard for me to know or to be the one to say exactly how or why for sure people might connect to it but i no doubt that one has left a left a mark and i will say just from my position i remember writing that song and it was one of those songs that just came you know like a like uh like a flash you know maybe done in 10 or 15 minutes or something and so those kind of songs that tend to be, they just some of the best. Yeah, have, have something, you know. There's some. Don't get me wrong. I've written some ten or fifteen minute, um, you know, some songs in ten or fifteen minutes that turned out to be pretty terrible too. <laughs> um, but but that one, um, you know, yeah, I, I think there is something to that, and and you know whether whatever you want to call it channeling something or 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 just kind of being in the right mindset at the right time or, or whatever but but i think that song just has a kind of has a thing because of that i don't know yeah yeah what would you say on on this album is is sort of the flip side which which song did you have to work the most with you really had to labor over before you had it the way you liked it um yeah i you know, it's it's hard for me to recall exactly as some of these songs were written. You know, we actually tracked the record uh, a good year and a half ago. You know, mm-hmm. it was supposed to come out back in July, and we pushed back and things. But uh, my memories, you know, it's just uh, it ain't what it used to be. You know, um, <laughs> but uh, not saying it was ever probably great. But um, but yeah, uh, maybe possibly wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, possibly mm-hmm. the song "Wave" might might have been a little more, you know, time consuming. But uh, but yeah, I just uh, I, I don't know. I, I try not to I try not to bang my head against the wall. Yeah. Too too hard on any one song, you know. If it's, I tend to kind of uh, write from a place of inspiration, and if I'm not really feeling it that day. Uh, I try not to force the issue, you know? And yeah. so, um, I think when it starts to feel kind of, you know, laborious or whatever, it's, is laborious a word? <laughs> laborious? <laughs> L- L- yeah, there we go. Yeah, laborious? Yeah, yeah. laborious, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever it starts feeling like a, like like actual work, then I'm not sure, it, to me, it seems like maybe the, the art or the creative part of it can kind of you know, get lost. And so anyway, some songs obviously are just going to take longer to flush out than, than, than others are. But, uh, yeah, I don't think any of these were like real serious, uh, you know, overly edited or overly rewritten kind of songs. You know, this record in particular, I think if you go back and listen to, if someone goes back and listens to some of my previous stuff, Mm -hmm. um, it's a little more mellow, but it's also maybe a little bit more, yeah, maybe a little more lyrical from a, a storytelling sense, or mm-hmm. you know, something like that that might that might take a little bit 
more work. This, this record, I'm not saying that there's no substance to this record. There is, but but it's a little bit more kind of off the cuff, so to speak. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of a little bit more. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of a kind of a more of a rock record. So for uh, sure, yeah. You know. Well, anyway, you you made me so th- much for giving you a short answer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you made me. You made me think when you're. I always think when you talk about like working a song down, and just like really trying to work with it. I actually think of Bob Rock because I think of all those albums they did with Metallica, and how that that's what I always heard out of, you know, out of those circles was how hard he would just sort of, you know round it now let's do i mean and obviously that's not really the songwriting that's more the producing side but he was just so heavy on now we got to do that one again now we should do that again now that sounds let's try it again let's run it again you know it's just sort of a perfectionist and i think a lot of times like you said it's it's better to to get that organic feel to get that let's let's go into the studio and and make it happen so that's uh which, yeah, which yeah well and it's i've worked with people on both sides of that too you know as far as production goes and i haven't i haven't worked with with bob for instance but um but he and i have became you know become pals um so to speak more recently just over the last year mm-hmm. and um yeah we've just spoken on the phone uh, i you know through uh uh I, I guess his, his son Nick um, actually introduced him to my music, and mm-hmm. through uh, through a mutual friend, my my friend uh, Jaron Johnson from a band called the Cadillac Three. Yeah, um, and Bob produced Bob produced a record for for them mm-hmm. when they were going by a different name. And uh, anyway, so Jaron made the introduction, and you know Bob and I have kind of. Uh, we talked and kicked around the idea of possibly doing something in the future, but really we've just been talking about talking music a bunch, you know, he's nice. out in, in Maui. So, you know, I haven't had the uh, opportunity to actually meet him yet, but once all this craziness is over, perhaps, you know, that'll happen. But, but yeah, uh, you know, yeah, there's certainly producers out there who um, are, um, uh, you know, approach from, from something of a, perfectionist uh, perfectionist you know or, or looking for some idea of perfection and, and um uh, the guy that i've worked with on most of my music that's currently available is a friend of mine oh. and his name's paul milk mm-hmm. yeah and he's got a he's got a studio here in town called the smokestack and being that he's a friend and he knows exactly kind of what i'm going for and knows me well um we've had a good working relationship and 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 uh, everything that that he he does has just been it's been spot on and been kind of just right in line with what it you know what the songs needed I think and keeping nice. it keeping it loose and keeping it fun and uh, and he not to mention he's just got in my opinion I've worked at I've worked in a lot of the studios in town over the last you know fifteen years that I've been here but I think Paul's studio is by far the the vibiest and just the coolest Very studio nice. in town, which is kind of saying something in a town like Nashville. There's a lot of there are a lot of choices. Here, yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, he's worked with some of our, our the former guests on the show that uh, John Paul White and Goodbye uh, June, 
uh, a couple other. I was looking at the list of all the people that he's uh, uh, he's worked with, and you know, it is long and it is distinguished. So uh, definitely a good yeah, producer to have with you. Yeah, I think he's working on something with Goodbye June right now. Nice. Yeah, uh, I think they're very back in with them working on something. Like that. Very nice. Well, now I noticed uh, sort of last question I wanted to ask you. I noticed uh, for the release of Lightning Strike. You got a that was actually right near the uh, the beginning of the pandemic, and you got a lightning strike tattoo. Which I, I got I got to ask you, how much space do you have less left for tattoos? Because it seems like you're you're running out. <laughs> yeah, I you know I I've, I've certainly slowed down. <laughs> um, part of that's because of running out of space, and part of it is just because uh, maybe I just I. Uh, the older I get, the less I feel like I have anything to prove to anyone, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I've, yeah. I mean, that that tattoo, for instance, is it's pretty small, and that's kind of what that's kind of what I am looking at, kind of inspecting myself as as we're talking. Now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of have space for real real small ones at this point, or uh, I'm I'm not one of those guys who has like uh, tattoos all over my arms or my neck or something like that but like none on the rest of my body i mean most most of my body is pretty it's pretty covered up i got a little bit of space left on on my legs and uh and uh and i guess on my butt and uh well you got a couple of spaces left over for some new albums right couple couple more uh yeah yeah exactly nice (laughs) nice well yeah hope Hopefully we've got some more in the works soon. Uh, I'm very excited about the new album uh, coming out February 26th. I hope all the listeners check it out. Bones, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. It's been terrific. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, yeah, uh, whenever we get back to doing shows and uh, and I come down to uh, Jacksonville, let's hang out. I I hope so. I I well, I hope the I hope the shows come soon and I hope you come down soon too. Um listeners, you can pre-order Absolutely. the album at bonesowens.com. You can even get an autograph copy. I did. It's going up on the wall because like Bones, I am a collector. Yes! You can listen on Apple and Spotify right now. Let's take a listen to Lightning Strike right here on the Doc G show.
Doc a G a show Bones Owens with lightning strike right there. Man, Bones Owens, good time, man. Good time with Bones. I I am impressed by his tattoo volume. So true. Marcus. Impressed. Nice. It's a good amount, man. It's a good amount. It's uh took him a couple years to accumulate that volume, you know? Sort of mm. sort of running out of room. Just, you know, I mean, (laughs) he's going to have to start, like, borrowing space on his wife or something. Like, okay, that I know it's on your skin, but that's actually my tattoo. (laughs) All right? I'm just saying. But, uh, no, good music, man. What do you, I mean, how how proud would you be if your song was on an NFL national game? Like, hey, that's my song right there. Playing right there. You know, that would would be so, so dope. Like, yeah. I'm, I would just use that as one one of my pickup lines, like yeah, just walk around with my phone and just play my video to a girl and say, yeah. hey. that's me, yeah. that's me." Or you know, all I, day long, doc. I'd be like, oh, "Hey, you know that Carrie Underwood song? Yeah, that's me on guitar. So true. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. Me, Luda, Carrie Underwood. Yeah, we did that. Right. How do you feel about that, man? Shout out to Bones Owens. Thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate shout out, it. Shout out. Shout Good out. stuff, man. All right. DeMarcus, you ready? You know what time it is. Hmm. Hey, shoe and tell me. Oh, yeah. Shoe and tell, my friend. It's been a while since you've, Let's do it. you've got a dose of shoe and tell, but I'm here. Oh, yeah. I'm here to let you know I got an oldie but a goodie. These are not dead stock, and oh. that's a... That's a rarity in my collection because I usually, I'm usually a non-wearer. But these, these got a little bit of wear, a little bit. Oh. I've got the Jordan 14s Retro Lows Pacific Blue, Pacific Blue. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. These aren't you bad, man. Fire, 
That's right. These aren't bad. Now, I these are one of the few pairs of Jordans, I can tell you. These are a few pair of Jordans that I actually had the originals playing back in the day when he came out with the 14s because that was at the end of his career there. That was 99. Mm-hmm. I was getting into the old eighth grade basketball, show my age. I was getting into the eighth grade <laughs> basketball. I had a pair of nice. the fresh original 14s back in the day. Um, not the not the uh, not the Pacific Blues. Nope. That was also where mm. I realized, uh, Demarcus, that you have to be good to wear Jordans. Um, and I was mm. not. So true. So you know that was <laughs> if you're going to be on a basketball court wearing Jordans, you better be good. Uh, and yeah, you were making a statement back then. Yeah, exactly. And my statement <laughs> did not match up with my game. Nope. That was the problem there. <laughs> you know. You know, maybe maybe in pickup, hmm. but not not in not in real real time ball. No, no. <laughs> um, but no, I love these. They look sort of Ferrari like with the lines, man. They I know they were modeled after. I think I think it was another one that they model them after uh, Ferrari and after uh, fighter jet were the two things. Those mm. are two, but. They uh, they still, like a lot of the old school Jordans, felt like a cinder block on your foot, regardless. Um, you know, mm. just make me even more impressed that Michael Jordan could play in those things. I'm like, what? Good Lord. How could you jump 45 <laughs> inches in these things, man? It's crazy. Crazy. Anyways, that's number 34 right there, Demarcus. Mark it down in your book. That it just happened. Boom. Nice. There it is. There it is. <laughs> All right, DeMarcus, it's time to tell you about the upcoming shows that we have. I'm very excited about our next week's show. Yes! We have an extremely popular comic, big-time comedian coming on the show. I mean, you know, I don't want to, like, I, I don't want to make other comics that have been on our show feel bad, but I think this may be right, right. the most popular comic we've ever had on the show. We have Oh, this is this is going to be some fire. Yeah, we we have Joe List coming on the show. He just released nice. his uh his full comedy special on Comedy Central YouTube there. Uh he released mm-hmm. it 5 months. How many views do you think he has in 5 months? Now think, this is a full comedy special. People got to put in some time for this. So, you know, what do you think? How much do you think? Hmm. I, I'll go with uh, 10 million. Okay, you you overshot it. You made it seem like it wasn't as good as it is. It's 2.5 million. That's pretty impressive. 2.5? That, that is pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive for five months. That's pretty good listens. You got, I mean, that's, yeah. that's getting it right there. That's getting it. Just so you know, Joe List right. has right. been called a world-class comedian by none other than Norm McDonald, wow. one of my favorites. Norm nice. McDonald called him a stand-up, world-class comedian. And he's toured for years with Louis C.K. This dude, big fan. Big fan of Joe List. I'm very excited about him coming to the show. We're going to talk to him next week. But, uh, DeMarcus, it's time to wrap it up. How has your experience been first show of 2021? Hmm. Man, Doc, this has been 
been uh, lovely. A really great experience. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't ask for anything better than this. Yes. To be on the Dot G show. Yes. It's, it's like a an up and coming thing. Like, I feel like I made it for yes. sure. Yes. Well, I, uh, off the record, you should aim higher than that. That's a real low goal. But for the <laughs> listeners, that's right, DeMarcus. This is the greatest thing right. of your life. It's amazing. Woo! Woo! Oh, yeah. Well, guys, until next week, I have been your host, Doc G. With me, the co-host known as Demarcus Heller is in the house once again. Say what? There it is. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out.